Welcome this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschbeck. And I'm little Alex Horn. I wish. This would be <laughs> a much better podcast if you were Alex Horn and I was Greg Davies. And all that we would talk about is you asking me about being on the in-betweeners. <laughs> uh, yeah, I obviously would respect you as my role model. And I would actually respect you uh, just as a person for the first time ever if you were Greg Davies. Uh, it's, uh, I've been trying to. I've been trying to do like a Freaky Friday type thing, but uh, unfortunately, there's not really international flights to London right now for some reason. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, maybe we should look into that. No, uh, I don't I, yeah, that sounds like I good. did. I did some stuff just last week, and I'm on a no-fly list. I don't really want to talk about it though. Oh, did you once again go to Chick Fil A on a Sunday and protest them being closed on Sunday? Uh, literally the only day I ever want Chick-fil-A because I think Chick-fil-A is very overrated is on a Sunday. I agree. I do think it's overrated. I do not – Chick-fil-A – I'm not saying it's bad. Like uh, Chick-fil-A, obviously – No, Chick-fil-A is good. It's ethically, good. as a company, has some uh, some uh, Things that we agree with. Making. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Things that we need to talk – yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Some ethical missteps, I would say, to put it lightly. <laughs> uh, and then but I don't get – like I drive past the – one of the ones in our town, like the line is always so long. I just don't understand. Oh, don't worry. The line could be wrapped around the universe. It'll be through in like 12 minutes. Yeah. Because they make their poor workers staying outside in the freezing cold to take our orders for some reason, but it's their pleasure to do it. Alex. This is the uh, fast food review podcast. We only <laughs> talk about the drive experience of fast food places. Yeah, Taco Bell, uh, I like what they did uh, with the COVID going on. They had a little basket that you could hand them your card in. Uh, you didn't actually have to physically hand it to a person. It was kind of nice. Yeah, and so that way they didn't have to physically hand you your order that they got wrong because they always get it wrong. Uh, so that way they were hands off. No, I got – and my girlfriend, I get so pissed if my food is wrong. We ordered Taco Bell two nights ago, not fucking – Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Order. I want to back up for a second. You order yes. Taco Bell. Yes. <laughs> you like DoorDash or Uber Eats Taco Bell. Yeah. We okay. decided, uh, uh, I, I said, hey, let's have some chicken. And my girlfriend said, oh, hey, uh, Taco Bell looks good. And I said, oh, maybe we should get uh, chicken though because, you know, you know, it's a little bit better or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so we compromised and we got Taco Bell. Um, and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then the shittiest thing was I knew I've never realized that you can customize every item at Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. So I ordered a steak cheesy gordita crunch and pumped. I get a chicken quesadilla with extra chicken. Of course. Because those <laughs> quesadillas are the most empty things ever. And I'm so excited to finally eat my horrible Taco Bell. What shows up is two chalupas and two soft tacos. And I'm not joking you. Eight orders of cinnamon twists. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Uh, speaking of having Mexican food delivered, uh, a few weeks ago we had Chipotle delivered to our house, and we got uh, a kid's quesadilla for our youngest, and they just didn't melt the cheese, so it was just loose <laughs> <bits> of cheese <laughs> between some like soft tortillas. 
<laughs> you didn't say you wanted a hot quesadilla, did you? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, just throw some cheese on that on that soft taco shell. You know who's the real victims here? Are these employees that are working at these restaurants? Uh, and maybe they just do this stuff to fuck with us because they're like, hey, you no, keep ordering. I, I literally don't get mad at like them at all because like in my mind it's like like I screw up every single day. Uh, I would like if I had that job, I would screw up too. It just happened, and sometimes it happens to me. No, see, I I can separate my anger at a situation from being angry at a person. I'm not angry at my delivery guy. I'm not angry at the person that the delivery guy, the wrong order, or whatever happened. I'm angry at the situation. I thought you were going to say you're and like I will take that out on anybody. I thought you were going to say you were angry at God and you're going to pitch a, a preacher sequel series. Oh, he knows what. It all started with an incorrect fast food order. (laughs) It all started with my KFC order. Didn't. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, to get a little bit more back on track. uh, Normally, there wouldn't be an episode this week. uh, But we decided we're going to go ahead and do our year-end list uh, this week and next week. Yeah, you're welcome, world. To the new content for 2021. Uh, Yeah, because if there's anything that this world needs... uh, it's new fucking comic book content. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and that will be uh, demonstrated by if, let's say you go back and listen to our top 10 list of last year, and then, you know, maybe skip ahead and year. listen to, you know, the top 10 for this year. Uh, as usual, we are going to a two-part episode. Uh, we're going to cover 10 through 6 today, and we'll do 5 through 1 next week. Uh, but we're going to talk about some other stuff real quick. In fact, why don't we go ahead and just jump into... We looked at all the returning shows this year because our top 10 is looking at new stuff uh, like it always is. And we agreed that the best returning shows this year were between us. We thought it was Doom Patrol, Umbrella Academy, The Mandalorian, Harley Quinn, and The Boys. Now, out of those five, what did you think was the best returning show for 2020? So I kind of want to touch on all of these. Uh, I think that Harley Quinn um, was arguably the funniest of the shows this year that returned just as a season as a whole. I thought the Mandalorian finale was pretty funny. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I thought the Umbrella Academy had a lot of really, really fucking strong moments and Doom Patrol is just so weird and quirky that I can't help but fucking love it. Uh, The boys again, uh, I thought it wasn't as good as season one. I don't know what your thoughts on that are. Uh, but I still fucking love that show. But to me, nothing was even close to The Mandalorian. I think there's only one episode that I wasn't absolutely batshit crazy about the entire time. It was like the Ice Spider episode or whatever that oh, was. okay. Yeah. I wasn't absolutely crazy about that one. But every other one, like there's just moments where I'm left in shock and awe. Uh, and I've, I don't think I've ever been as goosebumped during a television show as I was that entire last 15 minutes of the finale. And nothing's made me cry in a TV show like the last 15 minutes of that finale from Mandalorian. Just so good. I, so, I, so good. I agree with you that like for a TV series, I don't think this year for me, anything pulled at my emotional heartstrings more than the Mandalorian season finale, aside from the Flores Lava on Netflix. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, we all felt that way. That was a collective moment for this country. Uh, however, yeah, totally redeemed 2020. My uh, number one show out of the returning shows was Doom Patrol. 
I, I just still haven't seen a show mix tragedy and absurdity as well as that series does. Uh, like shows that do like Bojack Horseman obviously did tragedy and comedy excellently uh, uh, as a masterwork, I feel like. But mixing tragedy and absurdity is something that I feel like is incredibly difficult to do. And I think Doom Patrol season two still pulled it off incredibly well while still being true to like what its source material was and still very much being in line with, I feel, what Grant Morrison's vision for the show would be. Yeah, I, I think I agree that it definitely strikes that chord of absurd, touching, funny, cool, rude, mean, badass, and everything in between. Like That show checks every single box that there is, I think. Uh, and I, I think I think more it checks more boxes than than any other show on this list. And honestly, I hope that we get all of those shows next year. All of them got renewed, uh, but with COVID going on, honestly, I don't know if we're going to have them again in 2021. Uh, it looks like Mando will be in 2021, and the way that Disney runs their ship, super tight. It's probably ex- like they film on like that set, like that lockdown set, so they've got yeah. the best chance. I feel like. I, I would honestly be surprised if it doesn't come back this year, but the other ones, I don't think I would be remotely surprised if they're pushed to 2022. Uh, and 2021 looks to be a lot better as far as comic book movies go. Uh, and, and, properties. And, and new TV shows. Yes. Uh, and I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff that we don't even know about yet, but I do have a list of everything that I could find that's coming out next year for new stuff. Yeah, run uh, through it real quick. What's yeah, we, coming out this year that we can all finally rejoice and look forward to with excitement and massive erections? Batman, Soul of the Dragon, the DC animated property uh, that came out a couple days ago. Next. Uh, I think more exciting, we have WandaVision coming out. Uh, when this air, when this episode airs, we'll be out the day of. Uh, we have Resident Alien, the Alan Tudyk sci-fi show uh, based off the image book, I want to say on the 27th. Uh, the Witcher season two is supposed to come out this year. Uh, Superman and Lois is going to be on the CW. The Kingsman comes out in March. Falcon Winter Soldier comes out in March. We're supposed to get the Snyder cut around that time as well. We're supposed to get Black Widow in May, Loki in May, uh, Venom with Carnage in June, Shang-Chi in July. Uh, Marvel What Is supposed to come out sometime in the summer. We should be getting the Suicide Squad in August. Uh, Morbius got delayed to October and I actually like it better there because it's a vampire movie. So have it in October. Yeah, that's a good fit. And then we got the internals in November, Spider-Man three in December. Uh, and supposedly you're supposed to get the Mandalorian season three around that time. And maybe the book of Boba Fett around that as well. And then also 2021, we're supposed to get Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, why the last man, uh, the bad batch, the spinoff series from the clone wars. Uh, DC Superhero High animated show on HBO Max, Green Lantern, Justice League Dark on HBO Max, Off-Man Team with Lance, another animated show, Peacemaker, the Suicide Squad spinoff, Strange Adventures, uh, Modoc, the Hulu animated show, uh, and Nightmare of the Wolf based on another comic as well, too. So there's a bunch of stuff that's supposed to be coming out next year. Now, all that last stuff, I don't think we're going to see this year at all. Probably see Modoc of all those, if I had to guess. Yeah, so... Give me the top three that you're looking forward to that have, in your opinion, the best chance of coming out this year. What are you most looking forward to? And if you need a second to think, I think I'm ready. 
Okay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, this first one, I'm going to go ahead and, and start with a uh, something that might shock some folks, but I cannot wait for King's Man. I am beyond fucking pumped uh, for the Matthew Vaughn's uh, third installment of this series, which is a prequel of sorts. I'm fucking ready. Yeah, it got swept under the rug. I agree. Yeah, and like I said, I thought this one that was a shocking choice for this, but it really is something I'm very, very much looking forward to. Um, I I'm really curious what all this new Marvel shit's about. Um, so I, I really want to see uh, the Eternals. I think that's that's going to be next on my list. I want to know what the fuck it's about because I I own the Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Um, book never read it. And aside so from no the cast, we've seen nothing from it so far, really. Yeah, I think there's been like one look at a half of an outfit. Like, what the fuck is going on? And then I'll, I'll give you a DC property too because I'm so pumped for this movie. Uh, just because James Gunn is the fucking man. I can't wait for Suicide Squad. I hated the first one. It was so shit. The first time I watched it, I turned it off. It was so bad. You and I are in agreement that I think we're. I'm also most looking forward to the Suicide Squad out of anything else. Uh, and like you, that mostly has to do with James Gunn. If it was any other director, writer doing it, I would not be looking as forward to it. Uh, but James Gunn behind the wheel. Tell that to John Favreau when he takes over Suicide Squad too. I would still prefer James Gunn. Yeah, for this kind of movie, I would too. Uh, aside from my other two stuff, I'm really looking forward to Loki. Uh, I wasn't... I, I mean, I would have watched it and enjoyed it. But when I saw that trailer for Loki, is like whenever I'm like, okay, this show seems like it's going to be amazing and a lot of fun. Right up my alley, just weirdness, uh, different timelines, different worlds. Maybe it's great cast. I like seeing uh, Owen Wilson again. Uh, so I just think it's going to be a lot of fun. And then I think optimistically, I'm hoping we'll see it this year. Uh, I'm hoping we get Why the Last Man on FX. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't include that on there just because I'm so unsure about it. Me but too. I think, it, I I just, think it's really going to happen. I do I, actually think it will come out. A lot of behind-the-scenes stuff is maybe, like, less enthused by it every now and then. But I think just the fact that, like, I love the comic so much. And I also – I like FX Network. I think I like probably percentage-wise more than any other network, probably, like, a higher percentage of their content, original content, than any other network out there. So – it gives me some hope for it as well. Well, on best graphic novel series of all time, I think if you and I were to rank them, Why the Last Man would be in both our top 10, if not our top five. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Like, that's, go, that's the caliber of what we have coming to us. Hopefully in a TV show. Captain Underpants. Second Captain <laughs> Underpants. Fifth Captain Underpants. Why the Last Man. Third Captain Underpants. Yeah, but the fourth one, really, they just they let the gas off there. Yeah, they jumped the shark. <laughs> what the fuck was that about? They're not the funds. They can't do that. But yeah, I mean, reading all that stuff gives me hope. At least we know for a lot of the Marvel TV stuff we'll be getting. So, like, that's what we have to look forward to for sure. Uh, the movie stuff, obviously, is still up in the air. Theaters are still closed. I would not feel comfortable going to a theater right now. Uh, I know you feel the same way. The King's Man comes out in March if it doesn't get delayed. Hopefully things are a lot better by then, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll fucking see. Um, 
I don't have to see these movies in theaters. I really got to, uh, I bought a sound bar for my family for Christmas this year. And I say my family, but um, I think my dogs really enjoy it. I know my girlfriend does. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I've got that, my home system now. So whatever we need to do at home, enjoy fully now, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like at least with the Kingsman, it'd be easier to avoid spoilers if you watch it at home. Oh, big time. Something like Black big Widow, time. like there's no way, like in like the digital circles that like we habitate, uh, that it'd be nearly impossible to avoid spoilers. Yeah. And what's really unfortunate is I work all day tomorrow and uh, Friday night is always my girlfriend and I's night where we actually get to really hang out. Oh, see, you're um, so I'm going to wait till Saturday to watch it and I'm just clenching my asshole that I will be able to make it without any major spoilers. Stay off the internet. Hey, just watch Search Party tomorrow for the, and it'll be good. Yeah, maybe she's in the shower right now. Maybe if I'm lucky, if I'm really lucky, she didn't hear me say that Search Party came out tonight <laughs> uh, when we were talking pre-show. So fingers fucking crossed. We're just rewatch How To with John Wilson. Well, we're going to definitely watch uh, the new RuPaul's Drag Race, which is obviously way better well, than anything you I will talk about. So, I mean, that's and Untucked too, because you're if you're not watching Untucked, you're only getting half the story. I don't know. There's like, if it was me, there was a new documentary that came out on HBO Max today. That's about Wolfgang Puck's catering business. It's about six episodes, about like 50 minutes long for each episode. That's what I would prefer watching. And I'll probably be watching that soon. Is that for real? Yeah. About his catering business. Yeah. On HBO Max. Be, she loves documentaries. I, I don't know if I give a shit about that. A Wolfgang Puck. I am a learned man, and this is how I get smarter. (laughs) Learning about a catering business that I will never consume food from. (laughs) Let me tell you, I made some delicious honey-seared chicken tonight that nobody gives a fuck about. So let's get to our, uh, you know, our movies here, I guess, or whatever. All right, so we'll start with number 10. Why don't you go ahead and jump in? Oh, yeah. All right, that means for for, uh, next week, you're starting us off. That's fine. That means I will have the ultimate uh, number one. Uh, my number 10 is Stargirl. And I only watched the first two episodes. What do you think of those apples, everybody? Well, uh, I, think, I think that sums up the year of new material for you. If your number 10 show, you only watched two episodes of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My number 10 new property of the year is something I only watched two episodes of. It was between that and my uh, my honorable mentions were Walking Dead World Beyond, which I only watched two episodes of, and Snowpiercer, which I only watched two episodes of. <laughs> so it was the best two episodes <laughs> that you watched of the year. At least yeah, I hope so. Okay. I hope not anything above you watch more than two episodes of. I hope that you, like me, Alex, spoiler alert, will have a Bloodshot as your number one film of the year. Why'd you have to spoil it next week? <laughs> My number 10 was also a TV show. It was Lock and Key. Uh, One, it seems like forever ago whenever we talked about that. Like, it seems like a different world almost. Oh, yeah. It really, really does. But I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it might have been higher if it was more true to the comics, uh, just because it seemed to tone it down to make it a little bit more family-friendly, even though it was still dark in a lot of places. Uh, But I thought it was still well-acted. I still enjoyed the family dynamics between the siblings. uh, And all happily watched season two. My favorite thing is seeing, because uh, because of this wonderful, wonderful virus that has affected nobody negatively in their entire lives, 
uh, Alex and I can't be together right now. And usually I will uh, try and take a peek at his list. Uh, maybe we've even gone over each other's lists. Uh, but I'm so excited to hear what you have and to hear how different it is than mine. Yeah, me too. Uh, that's my, that's my favorite. It's one of my favorite things that I look forward to every year is to just see how shitty your opinion is. Cause uh, I really yeah. treasure you as a person. I'm pretty and sure. I, I always forget how much of a fucking moron you are. I'm pretty I sure both the Washington Post and the New York Times ranked me as the number one opinionist of the year. <laughs> oh, number one opinionist. Oh, wow. Congratulations. I didn't know that you were the number one opinionist. It is. Go ahead and write their editors right now. Okay. I'll, I'll make sure I do that. Uh, I hope that we at least have one uh, crossing Stream. property here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number nine for me, uh, Extraction. Uh, Chris yeah, Netflix Hemsworth. movie. Yeah. yeah, Netflix film. Which is getting a uh, sequel uh, based off the Brothers book. So what did yep. you like about it? I thought you put it number nine. Uh I liked that it was good. I liked the action in it. <laughs> really, the action sequences in this film were really fucking cool. They were a lot of fun. They were really inventive. Um, and man, oh man, Chris Hemsworth in that role was fun. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Uh, my number nine was Marvel 616, the documentary series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I just liked seeing different, different aspects of the Marvel Universe that I didn't know about. And I liked seeing more details on the stuff I already loved about, like the toys and the comic books and stuff like that too. I don't, I don't forget a sequel series to that, but I really enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. I'm just to touch on it briefly. Cause spoiler alerts that will show up on my list. Um, man, that was, that was a lot of fun in that series and none of that stuff I ever thought I wanted to know or see, but I did. It was really yeah. great. It was really fun. And just a few minutes ago, you were berating documentaries. <laughs> I have never done such a thing in my entire life. Uh, I hope that this next movie ranks somewhere similarly for you. Um, but I know you're such a fucking fanboy that it probably won't. But my number eight new property of the year was New Mutants. The long-awaited, uh, we only had it pushed back uh, a... CD Projekt Red in Cyberpunk number of times, like 15, something like that. We only had like 15 delays for this whole thing. Well, I know Ann Taylor-Joy was in the Queen's Gambit this year, and like I really enjoyed that, but I thought it was kind of sad that her role in that got overshadowed by all the great press for New Mutants. <laughs> hey, it was really Anya Taylor-Joy's year. Uh, not only did she um, Honestly, have one of the worst Russian accents I've ever heard in my life, um, but she actually pulled off an American accent extremely well. So she is both the best and worst accentress I've ever heard. <laughs> I am ready for that category at the Oscars. <laughs> also, looking at our top 10 list, just imagine what the Oscars are going to be like this year. Oh, believe me. I know. I think half of the movies are going to be on either Amazon Prime or Netflix. I know like you and I, like we watch every Best Picture nominee. Uh, yep. and I was like, I tend to watch every adapted original screenplay nominee as well. And just like, this might be the year where like two or three of them, I'm like, why did I watch that? Like, why Yeah, did I at the end hours? of it it, it, it might be very confusing. Please don't make me watch uh, Tenet. I don't, I don't want to watch Tenet. And that's surprising that I don't want to watch Tenet. I'm excited to watch Tenet and be disappointed by it. 
yeah, not me, not me. My number eight is Snowpiercer. Something that was on your honorable mention. I watched the entire series, uh, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I loved the the movie. The movie is still much better between the two, but for a serialized television show, I thought to be Diggs and uh, Elizabeth Connolly. That's her name. Uh, did a Jennifer Connolly? Thank you, Jennifer Connolly. Uh, did a fantastic job, uh, and I like just what kind of bourgeois pig are you? You capitalist fuck. You can't even remember Jennifer Connelly, the woman of the people? Fuck uh, you, Alex. Uh, well, I wasn't sure she ever got out of that labyrinth, so I just had to make sure. <laughs> but the first season of Snowpiercer you can, is all on HBO Max right now. You can watch it. It did get renewed for a second season, and I will happily be watching season two when it comes out. Cool. I think that'll, uh, that'll give me something to watch at some point. I, I will actually watch Snowpiercer. I do plan on, on finishing that one. And Stargirl and uh, what else did I say? The Walking Dead World Beyond. I don't plan on watching those. So <laughs> take that for what you will. All right. What's your number seven? This might be surprisingly low. Um, it is a Greg Rucka uh, adaptation. Can you guess which one? <laughs> yes, Batwoman. Oh, did they do that in Batwoman? Did they do Greg Rucka stuff? Uh, Greg Rucka wrote uh, a lot of issues of Batwoman, but no. That, that, that was a comics-related joke to a very small run. Oh, man. So Greg Rucka had what? He had some Batwoman shit come out this year. They might have been No, that came out on. a little while ago. Uh, he had Stumptown come out this Stumptown, year. Stumptown, yeah, which got renewed and then canceled, I think. Oh, thank God for that. Uh, and then he had uh, The Old Guard on Netflix coming in at number seven for me. And I'm going to stop you real quick because that was also my number seven. So yeah, we have we a whammy. Yeah. Yes. That yeah. is exactly what I was hoping for. You're 100% agreement that this was the seventh best new comic property of the year. <laughs> I thought uh, this did have the best action uh, for a film that was on Netflix. This is also getting a <laughs> sequel as well. Uh, uh, like extraction. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I guess I'm fine with that. I believe it is. I, I can't remember. I swear I read that, but it's been months and it's been a long year. Uh, Probably it was. It was like one of the most viewed Netflix movies ever. So yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. Like you said, I thought the action was really good. Uh, I, this isn't like too out there, but I did think the comic book was better. I drew the source material more, but I enjoyed Charlie Theron in the role. Uh, and I just enjoyed the storyline, and I will have. And I've said this before for other stuff, but I will watch another one without hesitation. I'll watch a sequel. I thought her name was Charlie the Ron. Yeah, that's it. Char- Charlie's Ron. Yeah, Charlie uh, the Ron. Yeah. Uh, I just but hope- yeah, it was such a cool story. Uh, you had that that wonderful love story that everybody fucking talked about. Like for a week and a half, everybody forgot there was a pandemic. And everybody, I feel like, just enjoyed the old guard. So you're saying COVID number spiked because of the old guard? No, I think everybody just stayed home and, and fucked each other, which okay. was good. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what this world needed. I think, you know, you know, after World War II, there's like, you know, the baby boomers and shit. Like, I think we're going to have a similar spike, and it's mostly going to be because of the old guard. Yeah, that's, that's probably right. Yeah. <laughs> so the older guard is going to be just much the same. Yeah, they're going to just be called the new guard, though, because, yeah. you know, they're babies. Yeah. So what – I bet we differ here at number six. 
Oh, what was I your- bet that we fucking do. I bet it was your number six of the year. Oh, maybe we don't, though. Uh, my number six is Birds of Prey. Uh, Harley, the fabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Are you talking about that? Yeah, that one. The fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Harlan Quinn. Uh, I really wish the Birds of Prey weren't a part of this movie. Is that weird? Yeah, that's that a little weird. Because I thought that every moment that they were in it, I wasn't as into it as if it was just the Harley Quinn story. I, I love Black Canary and, and Huntress. I thought they were great. I thought Mary Elizabeth Winstead uh, did a fantastic job. Uh, I, you only I, think that because she's attractive, you pig. She was very so-so. I thought She was extremely so-so. The only person in that movie other than Harley Quinn that was fucking fantastic was Ewan McGregor. Absolutely own that fucking role. Yeah. One of the best DC villains. Wait, is he the best DC villain so far? Other than other than Heath. Yeah, I would I mean, not count I'm, in the DC extended universe, I would say probably without a doubt because we had Zod and Superman. Yeah. Uh, better than Zod. Uh Batman versus Better than Superman. Zod his Caesar haircut. And Batman versus Superman the villains was the friendship that that never formed? Uh, yep. <laughs> Justice League o- original cut. Whedon cut it with Steppenwolf. Uh, Wonder Woman first one was Ares and Doctor Poison. And eighty four was uh, Maxwell Lord. So yeah, I think Black Mask by far. Uh, no, I'm forgetting Aquaman. Uh, I thought Black uh, Man. Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Black Man and uh, Orm, uh, Orm, King Orm. Or I guess it wasn't the king there. But yeah, I, I thought they did a really good job. Uh, probably still Black Mask and then Black Man and King Orm. Uh, yeah, so. that's the level of villain that we had. It was yeah. so fucked up and so fun. Yeah. And Ewan McGregor just had a fucking time of it, just being psychotic. You know what he was to me? He was the exact same person as Gary Oldman was in uh, Leon the Professional. Uh, I think that's a pretty fair comparison. Uh, right? Although, That's pretty I, spot on. I, I think Black Mask was a little bit more whimsical in nature at times. Because uh, he had a sense of like like madness almost that like you see like in the Joker. Like like this like mischievous madness uh, behind it. Uh, are you telling me that Gary Oldman does not have that? Especially in the scene where he's got the shotgun and he's That's walking true. down the hall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the same fucking character. Anyways, uh, what's your what's your number six, Alex? My number six, uh, something that symbolizes the end of an era, and it was Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Uh, this was the very last DC animated film in the DC animated universe before they rebooted it, started a new new universe. Uh, the story was dark. There was a ton of character death. It had a conclusion that sprung a new universe, and it had a lot of it just took me a lot of places I didn't I didn't expect it to go. And I got a heavy dose of Constantine, uh, Matt Ryan's Constantine, which I thought is always a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, it's just it wasn't what I, what I expected going into it. You said that was Luke Bryan's Constantine, Matt Ryan. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. I'll never talk about Luke Bryan in my home. <laughs> you just did. Ooh, punked your ass. So I think you can see from like six through ten that this is easily the strongest year, and we probably took months crafting <laughs> uh, these lists. Oh man. Um, yeah, 
I don't want to like spoil my uh, top five for anybody, but I didn't even consider the Justice League Dark or any DC animated film to be in my top ten. Actually, and I don't want you to reveal yours. But... I actually screwed up, and because there was a movie I watched that we did not talk about. That would have made my top 10 list, but I forgot to include it. So I need to make a note for next week. So I'm going to have what would have been number five and what what actually my number five next week. Oh, okay. We'll have to have a, a post-show conversation. Uh, no, you're gonna, you guys won't get to hear. You're going to have to wait and find out just like everyone else. Wait on bated breath. Uh, it's going to be a spoiler uh, for uh, for no one. I spoiled yeah. nothing. That was the most boring. I am unpasteurized milk. <laughs> you were no, you were fucking skim milk. If they had diet skim milk, that would that's what you would be right now. Uh, you mean a bestseller among women in their early thirties? Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, Alex, hockey's back. What do you think about that? Um, I the last time I cared about hockey was like when there was this like mutant league hockey game on the super nintendo uh, <laughs> uh you want to know what's really cool uh, oh, i care about are you talking about the mighty ducks game changers coming to disney plus because <laughs> i watched <laughs> that, that trailer for some reason oh, i watched it on a, a trailer yeah for some reason i watched it on a brazilian gilmore girls youtube page i don't know how i stumbled <laughs> upon it but i did uh and i watched it with brazilian sub with portuguese subtitles the whole time well, I'm very happy for you there, Alex. Sounds like you really enjoyed yourself. I am now fluent in Portuguese. Uh, there's only one team in the National Hockey League uh, that is uh, unable to play due to COVID, and it is the team that I support. <laughs> I was so looking forward to watching hockey tonight after we got off. But you know what? Fuck my life, I guess. Hey, it's okay. My NBA team is just going through ACLs like it's Halloween candy. Uh, the Magic are done? Is that what you tell me? I mean... There are two starters done for the year with an ACL, another starter that's missed multiple games due to back spasms, uh, and two uh, bench players that are currently out with injuries as well, too. So, you know. Cool. Uh, so, not only do we talk about sports on this podcast, but we're also talking about your favorite fast food restaurants. This podcast has everything. Yeah. Multifaceted. Don't put us in a box. Yeah. yeah. Unless <laughs> we'll, we are bagged we'll... and boarded first. <laughs> Ooh. Girl, I like that. Yeah. That's our new catchphrase. It's going to be a really, really long catchphrase. Yeah. yeah. All of this is still part of the catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't, even, it hasn't even ended yet. It's still going. And going. going. And going. going. Okay. Anyway, next week you can go and back. Going. And going. And you can hear our top five of the list. Uh, you might find some stuff that's actually worthwhile to watch if you haven't seen already in their top five. Um. I don't think so because Teen Titans go to the movies to not come out this year. Uh, but if you haven't seen that yet, I highly recommend it. I don't. I don't. Uh, Skip it. But as always, you can email us at henchmanacomic at gmail.com. Uh, look for us wherever uh, books are sold. Uh, if you watched Dash and Lily on Netflix, go and search your local library and see if you can find a book with our name on it. What or check out our Lily? Instagram page. It's a Christmas movie, you son of a bitch. Okay. A Christmas TV show. For the Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Dashback. And Darkseid is... Henchman ain't easy.